This is Halloween. Rob Zombie's Halloween. <laughs> Rape and boobs and <laughs> <laughs> Rape and boobs. <laughs> Don't jump the shack. I'm Ross. And here's the Michael Myers to my screaming teenage girl, Grant. So, cuz, you fancy doing some raping? Oh, I've got a good place to go. Let's go into the screaming psychopath's room. Oh, you know the guy that killed his sexually promiscuous sister? Yeah. We'll go in there and do it. He's not chained up or anything, but I'm sure it'll all go okay. <laughs> I'm sure we don't need to put handcuffs on him before we went in the room, do we? The worst. <laughs> In case you hadn't guessed, this episode's film is, of course, the Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. The classic John Carpenter film, isn't it? It is indeed. <laughs> Here's what we do every week. We take a film that's good up until a point, and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in a terrible character design. It's like a cross between three characters from Don't Jump the Shark History. <laughs> Wolverine, Sarah Jessica Parker and Samara from The Ring. <laughs> and study the film separately so, so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. But first, an opening question. How <laughs> <laughs> do you like it? I'm turning tables on you this time and asking a question. <laughs> you should have really done an evil cackle seeing as this is a Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> This, the question is, uh, we've, this film has stolen Rob Zombie from the world of music <laughs> to direct this horror film. What other horror film do you think would be improved by stealing a, 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 another musician? Oh, I quite like the film uh, Brain Dead, uh, the Peter Jackson horror classic, and uh, I'd quite like to see Simon and Garfunkel's take on it. <laughs> 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 I think it would be quite interesting <laughs> especially uh, if they had here's to you Mrs Robinson when his mother's womb opens up and takes him back inside him <laughs> what about you Grant? well I've gone for another uh, horror franchise uh, and I would like Leonard Cohen to steer this franchise in a new direction by making it dark because it's about Hollywood and I wanted you know, him to take it to the not-making-it level. All right. So I'd like Leonard Cohen to do the new High School Musical. <laughs> well, that's a horror for you. <laughs> right, Grant. So uh, this week I want you to read the synopsis to Halloween as Michael Myers. Get it? He doesn't speak. <laughs> We so smart. <laughs> we know the plot. Come on. Actors. Okay, uh, we've got a uh, scout Taylor Compton. <laughs> Straight out of Compton. <laughs> Crazy motherfucker named Scout Taylor. <laughs> I'm Scout Taylor Compton. 
she's about to be in a film called Hashtag Wet and Reckless. <laughs> that's, as, that's about as good as LOL. <laughs> Her career's just on the up and up by the sounds of it. She was in Runaways with um, former Don't Jump the Shark alumni, Big Forehead. What's her name? Kirsten Stewart. And uh, she's also in a film called Unfabulous, which uh, <laughs> my spell checker didn't like. <laughs> Unfabulous. <laughs> because it's not a word. No. Uh, I've got Malcolm McDowell. Yes, Malcolm McDowell. He was in Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. But I think my favourite role of his has got to be Zarm in Captain Planet. <laughs> <laughs> or Star Trek Generations. Yeah. They say time is the fire in which we burn. <laughs> Classically trained actor as well, isn't he? Yeah. Not needed for this. <laughs> Slightly bizarre when he pops up. Uh, Tyler Main played my, the adult Michael Myers. Right. You might know him from X-Men, where he played Sabretooth. Oh. Hey. You might know him from Troy, where he played Sabretooth. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who he played in Troy <laughs> Probably that guy that was equally as hairy yeah. He was also in Joe Dirt So that's quite the career <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it Also uh, we've got Sherry Moon Zombie Oh yeah. Uh, yeah Pretty good She's been in CSI Miami and Californication <laughs> And the only other film That was not directed by Rob Zombie That she's ever been in <laughs> Was called The Toolbox Murders <laughs> Oh yeah Which so, yeah I'm guessing she plays a, a, a slutty stripper in it. Yeah. Would you like a director and a writer? <laughs> if we have to. <laughs> a director, Rob Zombie. Oh, yeah. He did, also did House of Thousand Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, mm-hmm. Halloween 2. Yeah. She's worse than this. Oh, I'll warn you now. The writer is uh, Robert Bartley Cummings. Really? Rob Zombie. Oh, that's actually <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> And the only other thing, other than what I've already said, that he's doing is a new film called Lords of Salem. And good news, Sherry Moon Zumbi... <laughs> Zumbi? <laughs> Sherry Moon Zumba, is it? <laughs> Sherry Moon Zumba exercise class. It's not about that, it's about witches. That's everyone. Yep. <laughs> Perhaps should have taken some help writing this film. We'll get on to that later. <laughs> One other thing I'd like to mention here is uh, when I was going through the IMDb, what I thought were the most petty goof in the goof section oh, yeah. was, uh, you know, the dead animal that they find at the graveside. Yes. Which uh, the sheriff refers to as a coyote. It's actually a fox. <laughs> <laughs> yep, ruined the film for me. <laughs> That's my jump the sheriff moment before we even start. <laughs> shall we get onto the film then? We shall. First thing I seen was a Dimension Films logo. Do you know right. what that means? Two brothers. Harvey and Bob. Oh, yes. Mm. That also means studio interference. <laughs> <laughs> hefty, hefty studio interference. They are pretty hefty. Hefty, <laughs> hefty and hefty. And Weinstein. <laughs> hefty Weinstein 1, Hefty Weinstein 2. It'll be hefty and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> That's definitely the first warning sign, know that this film's not going to be all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Or how about a quote from a character in the film? That's <laughs> your opening quote. I wasn't sure if it was, because it was uh, Dr. Samuel Loomis. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that's Samuel L. Jackson's middle name. <laughs> Samuel Loomis Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he knows Sherry Moon Zimba. 
he knows all about evil. <laughs> so yeah, we, we cut to a small child tormenting rats and Sherry Moon Zumba tormenting my ears <laughs> with her acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they lay on the, the... They're basically trying to set up here that Michael Myers has got a bad childhood and his parents broken families. Yeah. And they're laying it on a little thick. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was his dad or if it was meant to be like his stepdad. I don't think it is his dad because the sister explicitly says Lair is not... He's not mad. He's, yeah, he's basically right. the new man of the moment. Yeah, because when the daughter comes in, he slightly, eerily, like, is totally looking at her arse and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, look at the caboose on that child. <laughs> and he talks about skull fucking her as well. Yeah, the wife. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck in front of that baby <laughs> which is understandably crying <laughs> so it's the most obvious this guy's a bad guy isn't it yeah to start well, off with. there's the abortion line you remember that yeah, oh yeah son of a we know all about abortion sherry moon zombie <laughs> <laughs> why did rob zombie write that line for his wife yeah come on <laughs> it's pretty harsh isn't it <laughs> so rob zombie characters are unlikable discuss <laughs> Correct. <laughs> True or false? True. <laughs> what was your first thought eh, um, when you saw Michael? They're doing a good job of him killing the creatures, which is obviously one of the classic signs of a serial killer. Yeah. But I'm not sure if the other justifications they're coming up for here are enough to make someone a serial killer. <laughs> the first thing I thought was his face looks like a pie. <laughs> 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 he has a pie face <laughs> straight off the bat he won't take that mask off though will he no no he's got that clown mask uh-huh. which uh, it's not really like the clown from it is it <laughs> it's not exactly scary unless you just think all clowns are scary yeah then it's probably terrifying <laughs> <laughs> so we see he's already got a bit of a thing for masks uh-huh. and he's killed all his pets which he wears to school it could be possible because it is Halloween. Like, well, I guess. If they were going dressed up or something, you know. Well, where he bumps into the school bully who, correct me if I'm wrong, looks like Steve the Beef's younger brother. He really does, doesn't he? He's got the curly <laughs> afro hair <laughs> and uh, the poor acting skills. <laughs> yeah. He's a member of the Beef Club. <laughs> The beef club. <laughs> the the beef club. <laughs> so he they lay on a bit thick with him as well. He's like, I'm a bully, bull licker. Your sister gives BJs, your mum's a stripper. <laughs> like, like I've actually picked her photo out of the paper. <laughs> you can cut it out. Sorry it's so sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just give me that back. Give me that back. <laughs> So he gets he he gets in a little fight with them, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and then the principal, Steve comes. the Beef Bully, and another bully. Yeah, the principal. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the principal is a guy wearing old man makeup. Yes, <laughs> I think in my notes it actually says what's up with the principal's face. <laughs> it's like you know, Back to the Future when Marty's got, like, got to look yeah. old. Yeah. yeah. Totally. It'd be funny if he came in flying upside down like George McFly in future too. Oh, it's that old golf injury again. <laughs> he tells the principal to fuck off, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> Out of nowhere. The principal's saved him from a fight. <laughs> and uh, he decides to tell him to fuck off. 
but he brings along Dr. Loomis. You know the Loomis, the, the guy that gave us that quote from earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I love his look. What are you thinking, Malcolm McDowell's look? It's like Kurt Cobain's hair on Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> and he keeps doing that kind of Kurt Cobain flick out the way. <laughs> Come as you are to my school, to my principal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. He, he wants to head shrink the sun. Yeah. I guess it makes a difference when I'm getting skull fucked. <laughs> I don't know. He did say he wants to study. <laughs> so yeah, he's got hundreds of pictures of dead animals in his bag, just like Ross. <laughs> That's enough for science class. <laughs> you left school ten years ago. Right? It's time to give it up. No more science class. I'm still expecting the exam. <laughs> is it not at this point where... Yeah, it is at this point where we're, what, like three minutes into the film? <laughs> and the kid runs away from class and what do we hear? The classic Halloween theme. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. do you remember in Superman Returns, however bad a film that was? Mm-hmm. They kind of saved the music. It was slowly built up. Yeah. It? I think I almost forgive them that because if I'd got this score, and I don't know if Rob Zombie wrote the score too... I don't, I don't really care if he did I don't really care about offending him if he did but the score is so unmemorable it's just other than the Halloween tune like yeah yeah the John Carpenter did yeah but yeah I start to enjoy this film by proxy when that starts I'm like yes mm. I was kind of like oh, I don't want them to waste it because they could have had a build up to that kind of moment mm-hmm. would have created a bit of climax <laughs> I love that though talking about laying it on thick he's following the bully home yeah through the woods but before the bully gets to the woods there's like some neighbourhood kids there nearby and he's like he, he takes one of their hats off and spits and goes back to them it's the most broadly painted bully ever like, oh, I hate all kids he's like a more rapey Biff Tannen you know? <laughs> an even more rapey Biff Tannen <laughs> <laughs> Remember that bit in Back to Future? <laughs> this is the second time I met. I've met Back to the Future more than I like Halloween. That's my... But remember the bit where Beth throws the kid's ball on the roof? Uh, yeah. That's a much better done scene. <laughs> so we get our first kill here then, don't we? Yeah. Well, how does he take him out? With a big tree? I don't know, because the camera kept cutting to the sky. <laughs> or hiding in the bushes. Yeah. Which I suppose kind of gave you your... Uh, your voyeuristic bit but that was how he filmed all the like House of Thousand Corpses and that wasn't it mm. as well he loves himself some shaky cam yeah what do you think of this kill bit dire bit tension free yeah <laughs> it's like oh he's going to beat him to death with a log <laughs> okay then we return to the Myers residence and uh, Myers, Ronnie Myers. Ronnie Myers Ronnie whatever his name is Ronnie Wood. the dad. <laughs> Ronnie Wood to the dad. <laughs> Explains why he's interested in a 14-year-old daughter anyway. It's like you're right about the right age. <laughs> I think I would marry you. <laughs> Do you speak English? Man- what was her name? Mandy something? Was it not a... L- L- was it not a star red E? Was it not like Electra or something? Or something? Our background knowledge is not so good. <laughs> but yeah, what's he watching on TV? 
Escape from the Forbidden Planet or something like that? Is he that that is one? watching The Thing from Another World, oh, yeah, which yeah, yeah. John Carpenter remade as The Thing, Did he? which is yeah. obviously Rob Zombie's way of saying, well, not. look, John Carpenter remade something and it turned out pretty well. Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He's got two thumbs and trying to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> like my film. <laughs> Let me ask you though, you know this Sherry Moon Zombie, for all her failure of acting, and she's not as bad as Kevin Smith's wife, let's go. No. Um, she's an attractive woman. Why is she with this guy? Yeah, and there's quite an age difference between the two of them as well. It doesn't, it's not as believable sort of thing. The sex must be fantastic. I can imagine it probably is. She's a stripper. Pretty hateful. Oh, good for her. It'd be good for him. Yeah. I'm just not sure what she's getting out of this arrangement. Do you not think as well, she she does an alright job of like acting like a kind of caring mother that has some bad choices to make. Mm -hmm. Like when she's kind of kissing him and she's going out the door, you can tell she really... She's like making it look like she really loves some sort of thing. Speaking of inducing vomiting, <laughs> which you weren't, but <laughs> music choice here for when his mum goes away, leaves him sitting on the stair. Do you remember what it is? Is uh, uh, Love Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> love Hurts. I like this because I've not heard that song in ages, but that's about it. <laughs> but think about the subtext here of this. Yes. Oh, Love Hurts, my mum's left me. <laughs> Why don't I go nip upstairs and kill my sister? <laughs> Next logical step. <laughs> I know, because she goes for Ronnie first, doesn't she? She, he. <laughs> or is that little blonde hair? <laughs> That's not a blonde hair girl who's doing a good job at saying Michael Myers. <laughs> I'm quite... Because he tapes Ronnie up. Like, yeah. every inch of Ronnie is covered in tape without <laughs> waking him. Yeah, he doesn't wake him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Including taping over his beard, just above his eyes, his nose, his feet. But now, you know he's watching, just before that as well, he's watching Dracula. He's got pretty... For, like, the worst character in cinema history, he's got pretty good taste in film. It's uh, This is all based on Halloween night, though, isn't it, as well? There's no suspense around this killing either both because we don't like Ronnie anyway so who cares if he dies he's a completely reprehensible scumbag yeah, yeah. which I think is a failure of modern horror stuff like Hostel is like you set up these people that you hate and it's like well who gives a shit one way or another if they die I don't care yeah. they're horrible people to start with <laughs> they deserve to die this causes a problem later on though doesn't it yes. when you're like he's a bad person so he gets killed mm-hmm but that starts to come into conflict later on. <laughs> you ever seen the show Criminal Minds? No, no, I've never seen it. Well, they, it's about the behavioural analysis unit at Quantico. All right. And they always talk about when they're studying the serial killers that there's always a stressor, like the final thing which kind of pushes them over the edge in a serial yeah, killer. Yeah. So in Michael Myers' case, it was not getting taken out trick-or-treating. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah. even that because... It seems to be just candy corn. <laughs> he gets some sweets and then he goes into the house and starts eating the sweets. But then when he gets down to just candy corn, he like goes, fuck it. <laughs> Might as well kill somebody. <laughs> and Rob Zombie's like, well, okay, we've killed one. Let's go for another kill right yeah. away. Yeah. Because they've, we just had, the, remember the classic rules which they talked about in Scream, which is if you have sex, then you're going to die. Mm. 
every rule in Scream is taken from Halloween. Scream is basically a postmodern remake of Halloween. Yeah, well, it's got the knife in there. And it, you always see this here. The girlfriend and the boyfriend have sex, yep. so they've both got to die. Yep. Well, this is after we see the Shatner mask, don't we? Yeah. See the Shatner mask for the first time. And he's like, William Shatner's going to have sex with you. <laughs> in and out. <laughs> in out, in, in and out. <laughs> He'll be her rocket man. <laughs> And she'll be T.J. Hooker. Come on, come on. I'm That's good. <laughs> Do you think she's on top going, She can't go any faster, Captain! <laughs> I just don't have the power! <laughs> Set, phasers, two, stun! <laughs> Set, phasers, two, calm. <laughs> it, it's almost like, though, the boyfriend, like, he's probably unaware that his sister's just had sex. Because he's downstairs the whole time killing Ronnie. And then the boyfriend comes oh, downstairs right. and he kills the boyfriend down there. Mm-hmm. So really he's just killing the boyfriend because the boyfriend's eating a sandwich. <laughs> so, That's my bread. <laughs> <laughs> Who said you could use the knives? <laughs> but he does he kills him really brutally as well. Like there's a better kill than than Ronnie either of the two so far. Yeah. And it's brutality. <laughs> but why does he switch weapons? <laughs> you don't care. He's got a knife. Oh, what will we go for now? I've got a metal baseball bat. Might as well use that. A bit of variety in my life. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. <laughs> It'd make more sense if he was like a whistle to- while you work type of killer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love my work. <laughs> Might as well change weapons. <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. That is like a, a computer game, though, isn't it? Like somebody's just cycled through the weapons. <laughs> yeah. Next up is the brass knuckles. <laughs> the sister's still sleeping upstairs with her breasts out. Mm. Because this is a Rob Zombie film. <laughs> and what music choice does he have at this bit? Don't fear the Reaper. Rob Zombie, I'm going to skull fuck you in a minute. <laughs> you fucking... Oh, don't fear the Reaper. It's... <laughs> At the same time, blatantly obvious, and a good song that we're wasting on this film. <laughs> Did you notice the bleary camera, though, here as oh, well? I don't like that. Somebody's put some serious Vaseline, Vaseline on this camera. Yeah. It's like the same yeah, it camera. It the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same camera they used to point at Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> She's good looking, honestly. <laughs> right, so he puts on the uh, classic Michael Myers mask. It looks really silly because it's way too big for him. A kid. He <laughs> starts touching up his sister. Yeah. Where did this come from? <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't flagged at any point. It's not it like wasn't he, like he was sitting next to Ronnie when he was like, "Look at that caboose." And he was like, "Yeah, look at that caboose." It's not like his sister's a dead animal. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Like, what? What in his head is he gonna do? Pump her. Yeah. Like, that's. Pretend to be the boyfriend. <laughs> You've shrunk in the wash. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> and then, and then, if he's so like willy nilly and he's killing, why bother saving the baby? You know, oh, he has as little reason to problems. kill the boyfriend as the baby. So why not just kill the baby as well? It's one of my major problems with this film. Is why doesn't he just kill this baby right here and there <laughs> and then? Have you ever seen the film Psycho, Ross? Yes. Do you know what bit everyone hates in Psycho? Is it the turn to camera? It's the bit at the end where they basically sit Norman Bates down and psychoanalyse him 
for like five minutes of screen time. Oh, <laughs> Everyone hates that because it slows the film down and you don't need it because you've made up your own mind on him. And it's the end of the film. <laughs> so moving on to the next bit in this <laughs> 40 minutes of psychoanalyzing Michael Myers. But yeah, one last thing actually before we leave the house. Yeah, is he stabs her and then she runs away and he does the whole Michael Myers slowly chasing her thing and it's and it's, I know it's a minor point, but there's no way he's catching up with her. <laughs> with his little ten-year-old legs. <laughs> You'd have to be going full tilt to catch up. <laughs> so, antisocial personality disorder. Is that what oh, we're sorry. going for? Before we leave the house, what? one last thing. Black and white. Cut to Michael Myers. Michael Myers says, we look at the camera. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought you were going for earlier on with it. Look at the camera. Dire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Dr. Loomis interviews Michael Myers at length over 15 for, years. <laughs> yeah, for what we're assuming is he thinks it's antisocial personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that classically serial killers have. He claims no knowledge of events, for example. Yeah. And the fact that he has no kind of feelings towards the people that have died. Yeah. Um, Speaking of people that have no feelings, why is his mum visiting him? Yeah. That wouldn't be. <laughs> no. I know it's just to drive the plot forward, but come on. And there's the line that he says to Malcolm McDowell as well, like, why do you talk so funny? Yeah. It's because he's a classically trained actor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a different country, you little redneck scumbag. Because <laughs> normally these kind of parts in films are played by B-list actors, not Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Speaking of B-list actors, we get introduced to the janitor here too, eh? Oh, come on, he's not a B-list actor. <laughs> yes, he is. He's an A-star actor in my heart. <laughs> and what's his name? Danny Trejo. <laughs> Machete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the way the janitor basically forges this bond with him because he's like, yeah, I've been in prison too. Not so good being behind bars, is it? Me and your chums, right? <laughs> Great, great character motivation. <laughs> Do you know uh, Danny Trejo was in prison? Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, and I Tr- think... Drug smuggling. <laughs> I think Rob Zombie is probably aware of that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just went, who will play somebody that's a janitor that's been in jail that's Mexican? Oh, we'll just go for Danny Trejo. But did you notice the amount of plastic surgery? Well, not plastic surgery, but like the kind of makeup that they put on him. Oh, yes. To make him look younger. It just made him look like he had his face beaten in. <laughs> Is all puffed up. Yeah, yeah so um, he then starts to show aspects of his real personality when he's making all these masks. Then he starts to shout and hate Dr. Loomis as well. Because now we have, for the first time in a few films actually, we have an exposition character. Dr. Exposition. <laughs> <laughs> this film slowed right the hell down though, didn't it? Did you, did you notice the cameras that were using? Those old... <laughs> rolling film cameras Mm -hmm. despite the fact that they had better cameras than that (laughs) Mm. and later on we see a CCTV camera didn't exist then (laughs) (laughs) really (laughs) yeah yeah, I kind of was thinking at this point as well is is Michael Myers the only inmate in this hospital (laughs) because he's the only one that's ever allowed in the yard or in the canteen (laughs) all by himself it's just him and Malcolm McDowell or Lewis. Uh, is it is it because he gets taken to like an adult facility though at the age of a child maybe yeah is that maybe it I guess but 
He could handle himself. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> As we see in this next scene with the nurse. <laughs> the nurse who needlessly provokes him. <laughs> because the mum gives him a picture of Michael Myers and the baby. That's right. Yeah. Reintroduced to the audience. Uh, by the way, this baby's quite important. <laughs> Remember the baby. <laughs> it wasn't just there as a plot device. Oh, it was there as a plot device. <laughs> she says to him, cute baby. Couldn't possibly be related to you. Like <laughs> throws it in his face. And then turns her back on him. Yeah. <laughs> Hit yourself to the knife there, Michael. <laughs> By the way, I'm just gonna be reading this paper facing the other direction. <laughs> gonna put my headphones in. <laughs> so I can't hear you sneaking around. Cause of course she gets killed, doesn't she? Mm. And it's the first murder that he's done since he was in jail, and we now see slid completely into psychopathy. Because he's not talked for, what was it, like months, they mentioned mm. at that point. And he wears the mask now constantly, never takes it off. Well, um, you remember before we started recording, we talked about how we loved that soundless scene in The Walking Dead, Series 3, Episode 1. Yes. I really couldn't stand the soundless scene in here as the mum comes in to scream and Dr. Lewis comes in to shout and Michael Myers is basically like, hey, I'm a killer. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing's done soundlessly and I was like... It's not really working for me, I tell you. <laughs> other than to annoy me. Because it, the sinlessness went on for easily a good four minutes of screen time. It was quite long. It was. It was not neither this either. So the, yeah, Sherry Moon zombie Zumba kills herself. <laughs> she does. I like this better. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Takes her out of the plot. <laughs> and then we cut to 15 years later. By the way, have you noticed, by the way, that it they're still using the classic Halloween font. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of which point, you know how I was saying earlier about how obvious it was the nurse was going to die. Mm-hmm. How about Danny Trejo? Three months from retirement, Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> Who is now a guard. Yeah. Was he a guard back when he was mopping the floor? No, he was a janitor. He's, oh. They actually do have exposition that sort of, you may have worked your way up all from being a janitor to now being a guard, Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I must have missed that a bit. Because <laughs> uh, he's telling that to the the, the stereotype guard. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Uh, so the- if you could take a stereotype of a redneck and implant it in a film... Oh, you don't have to because Rob Zombie's done it right here <laughs> Rob Zombie's taken one of his cavalcade of actors from other films and put him in <laughs> he's basically wandering along going I love to rape <laughs> <laughs> I will probably do some raping in this film <laughs> as soon as you go home for the night raping <laughs> <laughs> don't you think 15 years is a bit an inappropriate length of time <laughs> if in that time they hadn't managed to do some kind of thing with him Surely they would have dosed him with some drugs, taking him to, like, a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest type secure psychiatric department. Instead, they've been letting Dr. Loomis interview him every day for 15 years. Because he says, yeah, I've been interviewing you every day for 15 years, and we're like best friends now. Andre, Andre. <laughs> See, you can't say no. That means, that means the answer's yes. <laughs> Can I write a book about you? Thanks. <laughs> Sit down, don't talk, if you want me to write a book about you. <laughs> <laughs> don't make a noise if you say it's okay if I make you out as evil <laughs> can I take this uh, naked picture of your mother that I found at the crime scene thanks <laughs> make no reaction if that's okay <laughs> when did Michael Myers find the time it gets so ripped though 
He's built. <laughs> he's been standing compost as well. <laughs> he's a fat little kid. And then he's like mm. six foot seven or something. <laughs> he's ridiculously <laughs> tall. And he is, like, he must have been in the gym eight hours a day yeah. to get like this. <laughs> At least eight. Which I'm guessing they don't let killers get that ripped. <laughs> I'm sure there's even something about, like, they don't allow certain amounts of weight in the yard and stuff. Do you not think, though, you know how we were talking about Dr. Loomis's book? Yes, the story of Michael Myers. Do you not think, like, there'd be a really good first few chapters talking about the killings, and then we're just talking about the 15 years where he doesn't speak. They'd be a bit, be a bit boring. And then I went in and saw Michael, and he said nothing, and he said it was okay if I wrote this book. And then he lifted some weights, and then he made a mask, and then he lifted some weights, and then he made a mask, and then he made a mask. <laughs> He'd have to eat, like, three people's dinners as well. <laughs> it's Danny Trejo bringing him in like, the odd road Kelly finds to eat. Went to bed in my mask. <laughs> Found a rape going on whilst making a mask, which is the next scene, isn't it? Yeah, the one that I mentioned in my introduction. That the stereotype guard that we mentioned earlier brings his cousin in. So they couldn't rape the new female inmate in front of Michael Myers. Not just in front of him, in his room, on his bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he makes a mask in the corner. <laughs> How drunk would you have to be? Well, the main guy's not even drunk, his cousin's drunk. Yeah, but... he's on off, he's like on watch or whatever. <laughs> that is the worst idea in the history of ideas. <laughs> They even leave the room door open. Yeah, why was he doing it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's quite a horrific. He doesn't react though until rapes. they actually put on the masks, masks to rape her. Yeah, that's right. And it all of a sudden wakes him up from his. Meh. <laughs> Does he kill the girl? I don't know. That's never really established, is it? Yeah, because that would kind of paint him out as an anti-hero if he didn't kill the girl. Doesn't Given the justification for killing some other people in this film, I've got a feeling that probably not. <laughs> so, Danny True turns up at work, doesn't he? Uh, uh, there's one last thing about this rape that I have to mention. Is, um, <laughs> that, that phrase. <laughs> it's, um, as the guard is killing the guy's cousin. No, as Michael Myers is killing the guard's cousin. It, the, the guard is like, what the fuck, Mikey? <laughs> what did you expect? What did you think was going to happen? I know, this will work out fine. <laughs> what did you think Michael Myers was going to do? <laughs> Why was that a good idea in the first place? What the fuck, Mikey? You've never reacted when I've raped women in front of you before. <laughs> and worn your mask. <laughs> is it this particular mask? Okay, I won't use this one again. I do like the mask he decides to wear though when he turns round. Did you see? Did you know what that was? The pumpkin. pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was quite good. Yeah, so you're right. Danny Trejo shows up again, eh? Yeah. And finds the dead body of Gloria. Oh no, Gloria's dead. Who's Gloria? <laughs> Why even give her a name? Oh no, Gloria. Uh, sorry, Danny Trejo. <laughs> this is just someone you know. <laughs> Just Is that the actress's name? Because <laughs> we've never nope. found out her name's nope. Gloria. She's never treated Michael Myers. <laughs> She's never been in the film. See, before we leave his room, though, with the rape. Um, <laughs> we just can't get away from this, <laughs> can we? Why would they keep giving him arts and crafts supplies? That's a weird one as well, isn't it? If, if he had one mask and you were kind of trying to get him to take it off, 
You would stop giving them the supplies until the masks started to fall to pieces. Well, don't you... With paper mache, it's like watered-down glue, isn't it? You're not giving inmates glue, are you? No, no, no. No, no, no chance. Here's some scissors to cut up the newspaper, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's no way that they would keep giving them arts and crafts materials. They give them lots of paint as well. And hooks to hang his masks up on the wall. Now, aye, so next is Danny Trejo's death, and Danny Trejo's death is one of the stupidest deaths in this film. It's one of the most hilarious as well, isn't it? He drowns him in a sink. Gives him a swirly. <laughs> which presumably he's made Danny Trejo wait while he fills it up with water. And then Danny Trejo dies from uh, drowning, which causes blood to come out in copious amounts. <laughs> I've never known that to happen with drowning. Well, I've seen many drownings, but... The drowning bursts his brain, question mark? <laughs> he had a mouth period? Well, I guess one thing we forgot to mention was that Dr Loomis retired the day before this happened. <laughs> he's, he's so smug about this, isn't he? He's like, yeah, the day after I retire, huh? This is all your fault. <laughs> but really, it's just him not treating him properly for years. <clears throat> oh, yeah, so he escapes. And then he bumps into my favourite character. Yes. Do you know who I'm it. talking about? Is it Ken Forey? The truck driver. It's Ken Furry from uh, Dawn of the Dead. It's a mm. black guy from Dawn of the Dead. But you know what he's called in this? No, I didn't know he had a character name. Joe oh. Grizzly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he introduces himself. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't just introduce himself. He says, I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> Presumably some sort of Dave Chappelle reference. He says some amazing black slang about having a big poo as well, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He does. Because <laughs> uh, Michael Myers goes in to kill him with his muddy slippers on. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he stabs Grizzly out of shot. Uh, he's gutted. Uh, I mean, he's about one of the few folk that actually has a good go at him, though, before he, he does, gets to yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah definitely. In fact, he's the only one that's given him a fight so far. <laughs> he's the only person that isn't scared of him, as yeah. well. Like, even when he comes in, he doesn't get a fright. <laughs> he just actually is like, I'll take you on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so that he needs a pedicure, though, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, look at those <laughs> those nails and that those slippers. <laughs> so are we to assume, by the way, that but he's a truck driver. Michael yeah. Myers goes a hundred miles to get to Haddonfield. Yeah, I was going to say Hill Valley, but that's Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess what made me think of that is they play Mr. Sandman here, don't they? They do. Yeah. As he as he comes into the town, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> but that's that's what that's the line later on. I'll have a Pepsi free. No, you won't, Michael Myers. <laughs> Get back to that hospital. <laughs> October thirty first. Why is, why does that date sound familiar? <laughs> What's the chances that that's going to happen on those days as well? <laughs> oh, we just happened to decide to rape her. <laughs> yeah. So he. he at some time in between letting him lift all these weights and do his, all these arts and crafts, they've also given him truck driving lessons in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you notice, uh, what was the guy's name? What was Ken Forey's name? Grizzly. Joe Grizzly. Joe Grizzly. Do you notice he uses the line from Cool Hand Look as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I liked it. I did not like that. <laughs> yeah, so we get introduced to Laurie Strode. 
He doesn't seem too annoying compared to some of the characters we've come across so far. <laughs> no, no. She's definitely one of those we've left our glasses on because later in the film we're going to take our glasses off, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> because once we take our glasses off, she'll be remarkably more hotter. So she's delivering mail to different addresses, one of which is the old Myers residence, which is left pristine to the way it was. Yeah, I don't really understand that either. Why is she bothering delivering mail there in the first place? <laughs> it's clearly a rundown house. Yes, nobody's <laughs> ever going to live there again. Nobody needs to receive the mail. But also, the first human being he bumps into in this town just so happens to be his sister. Fucking, that's a bit of a coincidence, is it not? He was actually bumping into lots of other people earlier on the day going, oh, Laurie, <laughs> not my sister, not my sister. <laughs> he bumped into Sheriff Lee Brackett, not my sister. And he, she's talking to the little, the little boy here as well, isn't she? And she man- mentions Danny Trejo again, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. The Mexican wolfman. <laughs> Aye, so Michael Myers finds the mask, which rubber is surprisingly perished very little in the 15 years he's had it hidden under there. Punches his way through the floorboards, doesn't he? Because he managed to hide the murder weapon and nobody found it. Because it didn't have blood on it or something. (laughs) He still managed to convict him. (laughs) Yeah, so out of all the thousands of people that live in this town... First person he meets and starts stalking happens to be his sister, who presumably recognises from when she was a baby. <laughs> his sister, who, when she sees him watching her out the window, doesn't mention anything to her friends. Hey, by the way, there's that guy in a mask staring at me. <laughs> and this, uh, this 28-year-old woman is a way to go out well, babysitting, isn't she? They actually start like taunting him as well, don't they? When she's with her friends, they're like, hey, would you like a piece of this? Oh, Teenage nice. girl breast. When they're walking up the road, doesn't you it? Creepy nine foot tall stranger. <laughs> I'm sure this won't go wrong. <laughs> My dad's the sheriff. Ah, yeah, and also Malcolm McDowell and the head of the hospital are debating should we call the police or not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, you should. This murderer that hasn't talked to her 15 years, should we call the police? He's going to find her, he's going to find his sister. And he's very good at finding people. How, how good is the bit, though, where the guy goes, I know exactly, Malcolm McDowell goes, I know exactly where she's, he's going. And then he's, like, getting in the car, and the guy goes, where's that? And he just goes, Haddonfield! Yeah. <laughs> gets in the car. That's, that's pretty good. That's when they have the conversation of, uh, oh, that's over 100 miles away from here. Surely he couldn't have gotten there. No, because you can't get a car or anything. Cars don't right, exist. still Joe Grizzly's truck, though, and you are to presume, which, of course, they could not Nobody's do. found them murdered yet. <laughs> Despite the fact that or, like, somebody that wasn't Joe Grizzly got into Joe Grizzly's cab with a Halloween mask on. And presumably just dumped the truck somewhere, mm. which, you know, that's going to stick out. <laughs> it's not a, this small town America. It's not small. <laughs> which he is presumably going to stick out in small town America. Because he's a hundred miles away. Mm-hmm. A hundred miles. hundred miles. <laughs> exactly a hundred. <laughs> no more, no less. hundred. One hundred miles. <laughs> you notice how unbelievably annoyed the mum gets, like, at the skeleton that started to fall in this. 
<laughs> she's about as over the top as uh, Malcolm McDowell is Haddonfield <laughs> she's like why does your dad insist on having this skeleton every year <laughs> what about Laurie's pal who's totally over the top with her sexuality she's like my French teacher wants to fuck me and that cop does as well your dad your dad wants to fuck me <laughs> that's because she's 35 <laughs> <laughs> she's for the chop isn't she <laughs> did you catch the sheriff's name by the way no Sheriff Brackett, Sheriff Lee Brackett, Lee Brackett, screenwriter behind The Big Sleep and The Emperor Strikes Back. Ah. Fuck off, Rob Zombie. <laughs> Fuck off. Stop trying to pick up points. <laughs> Stop mentioning writers that are better than you. You know how you talked about the rules that wouldn't scream? There's yes. one that's missed out for horror films, and that is that nobody in horror films ever has peripheral vision. <laughs> Like, somebody apparently who is six foot odds tall can be standing across the street watching you go into your house and you don't notice them. Of course not, because <laughs> there's a tree there. Because <laughs> they're just slightly partially obscured by the tree. You know how in the other Halloween films it's just assume Michael Myers is this supernatural being who's going to attack him? Yeah. Well, he's not in this one, he's just an ordinary guy, so... Where do you think he stops for food? <laughs> Or to go to the toilet. Yeah. He'd <laughs> just be a six or seven guy with his trousers down doing a dump in the middle of the woods. So hungry. <laughs> Big Mac. <laughs> KFC Zinger Veal. <laughs> Zinger Tower Twister. <laughs> Fries with that. Supersize that. <laughs> Shall we stop for our halftime game? Sure, let's stop for the halftime game. Let's stop for the halftime game. <laughs> okay, Michael. Right, this uh, this week's halftime game is a choose your own adventure horror edition. <laughs> Don't jump the shark special. Right, Grant, are you okay. ready? I'm ready. Shall we start the storm? Are you tucked up in your beds? <laughs> when it's time to turn the page, when you hear this noise, ding! <laughs> You're walking along a suburban street, late at night. Fog is settling on the ground as you walk home. Oh, right, sorry. <laughs> Reviewing the night we've spent making rampant animalistic love. <laughs> when all of a sudden a man appears on the path ahead of you, what do you do? Do you run to the nearest house and scream for help? Or ruffle your hair and shake your sassy little ass at him. <laughs> I would ruffle the hair and shake my sassy little ass at him. The man turns out to be none other than Shia LaBeouf and he casts you as his love interest in Transformers 5, The Return of Erectimus Prime. <laughs> that was a death straight away. So let's take the other course, which was um, run to the nearest house and scream for help. A man answers the door and ushers you inside and bolts the door behind you. He tells you the safest place for you is down in the basement. <laughs> Didn't Kim Bauer fall for this one? The man 24. is Norman Fritzel. <laughs> Do you run down to the basement or stay upstairs? I'll run down to the basement. Right. Let's see what would have happened if you'd stayed upstairs. If you'd stayed upstairs... Bad choice. The water-soluble aliens attack, and it's a drought. <laughs> you die. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Luckily you ran Science. down the stairs. Is that Science? <laughs> that was Science. <laughs> In the basement, you find a sparkling vampire. <laughs> you climb onto his back and he bursts out of the basement and runs through the forest with you. Do you get pissy with him for rescuing you? <laughs> or thank him kindly before catching a bus to your wedding? Could I uh, put a steak through his heart? Is that <laughs> one of the options? No. <laughs> no, I've <probably> done. <laughs> I'll um, catch a bus to my wedding, I think. <laughs> That's good, because if you'd gotten pissy with him, it would have just kept you. Or beat me up, as he does in Twilight. <laughs> Locked you in, a, in an abusive relationship. <laughs> Once at your wedding, your husband is killed en route by Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, who, is the, who then arrives and insists you marry him. Do you... Only agree to marry him on condition that he calls you goose. <laughs> or do you marry him begrudgingly and learn to love him in time? That's got to be the goose one, I think. Oh, I'm afraid you'd die in a horrible plane crash. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Poor Meg Ryan. <laughs> um, so, let's see, you take the, the other course. Uh, you begrudgingly learn... You marry him and begrudgingly learn to love him. <laughs> And his freaky-ass religion. <laughs> As you put on the ring, you're transported to an alien land. <laughs> Wait. Do you join the Lantern Corps, or do you, or do you ask to go home? I join the Lantern Corps. Oh, I'm afraid Kilowog breaks you by accident in training, like the worthless human you are. So uh, let's take the other course instead. You're delivered home, safe and sound. Unfortunately, the TV's on, and there's a well on the screen. The phone rings, and somebody asks, Have you seen my Bino? <laughs> <laughs> no, Brian Cox. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so there's some more teenagers having sex, one of Laurie's friends and her boyfriend. Yeah, because we've not already had enough sex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enough bare breasts for Rob Zombie's <laughs> likes. Well, didn't ask his wife to bear them this time. That's <laughs> just everyone else. Does this... Uh, oh, no, yeah, just before this comes up, though, we have the title card that comes up with Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. Where was that? Where did that come from? I just I didn't get why Trick or Treat appeared. Like, it, says it says 15 years later at one point, and it says Haddonfield at one point. Those are places and times. Where's trick or treat? This is us entering the third act, I think. Alright, <laughs> oh, is that how we're doing it? And what song are they listening to? Are these teenagers as they're having sex 15 years later than the last time Do teenagers not, had don't sex? Don't feel the Reaper again. It is, it is indeed. <laughs> well, if you paid for the rights once. <laughs> <laughs> that guy would be coming in and be like, wait a minute, don't fear the Reaper's playing. This must be Michael Myers, it's part of his MO. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Michael like blue oyster cut. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that guy has a sweet van. Why doesn't he just have sex with her in the van? <laughs> Why take her into the spooky old cold house? Well, we get some full nudity from her as well. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Well, he's Rob Zombie's paid for it right now. <laughs> I think that's his ideas. Then he nips over to kill Laurie's mum. Well, Laurie's babysitting. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> I just hear that. 
He's it's like he's stalked Laurie and he's like, I'm gonna kill I know what'll make my sister love me again. <laughs> I'll kill his adoptive parents. His? Her <laughs> Michael Myers and was a girl friends. we were seeing. <laughs> and all the all our friends oh, that's what I'll do. <laughs> This'll make her love me, stab stab. Love me. Kill friends. <laughs> He's, you know, Frankenstein, isn't he? He's closer to Hulk. <laughs> Is the boogeyman real? <laughs> Why doesn't Michael Myers kill them? I think that's uh, is a line from the original that, but um, I think the thing that makes it funny for us in this country is we don't call it the boogeyman in this country, we call it the bogeyman. Yeah. Which I guess would be funny for people in America because it's something that comes from <laughs> But it's funny for us too because boogie is dancing. <laughs> the boogeyman is John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> he is scary. <laughs> I can see why people would, wouldn't want to believe in him. <laughs> so he then goes to Laurie's third, you know, second friend. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's apparently followed them all home. Yep. He split into three, <laughs> because actually it's just three midgets <laughs> standing on top of each other. See you later, Michael Myers midriff. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers' legs go home. <laughs> and the little girl. Ah, because it's the little girl, isn't it? Yeah. Gets and her from... older sister. Do you, yeah, did you see what film the little girl was watching on TV? No. It was the thing from another world. Ah, oh, because that film was running all the time <laughs> throughout all of those years. Fucking hell, Rob Zombie. Can you not write for Toffee? Oh, wait, sorry, you can't. <laughs> that is fucking piss poor writing. Just throw the same oh, film in again. Look. It's a slightly nah, nah. different moment, but it's still the same film. Same film. Is, she, is this little girl the new Ronnie then? <laughs> Um, she's just like Ronnie <laughs> uh, you remember you were talking about Loomis's line earlier Harrowville <laughs> evil is here and it walks amongst us <laughs> if only he had a, like a skull in one hand and a rough round his neck <laughs> really, that would be a pretty good look for Michael Myers actually it'd be a cravat <laughs> a sharp suit from the 70s <laughs> How about a haircut? That would be a good one for Michael yeah, Myers. So, so everyone pops over to Laurie's because they're all like, hey, we, we'd like to die soon, please, so we're going to pop over and see Laurie. <laughs> we'll just hang around you. And try and push a boyfriend on her, where she's like, no, no cock for me, thanks. <laughs> I want to make it all the way through this film. But then, then she goes, I don't know, it's cute. And then she goes, all right then. <laughs> You're right, I do need a penis because that's the way women think. And then it cuts right back to Loomis and the Sheriff again. I'd like to see that that's only Rob Zombie's opinion of <laughs> That's definitely Rob Zombie's opinion, where the Sheriff's like, I'm not worried, just because a killer escaped from a sanitarium. <laughs> His little sister lives here and he somehow guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> somehow recognises her. Yeah. Because th- that's them talking, he's come back for her, he's come back for his baby sister. <laughs> How the fuck does he know? Why would he even start looking there? <laughs> yeah. Surely he'd go to like the records office or something. He can't believe he's luck. <laughs> I was just walking in and it was the first person I saw. I was just walking in. <laughs> I said they phone. I don't I don't get this at all though, that like the sheriff's plan was I didn't want that girl to, you know, go through what she had to go through, so I just Secretly gave her away to a hospital. <laughs> Bit of an abuse of power, there. Yes. 
And you, he was one kid psychiatrist for 15 years without going, I'm not getting anywhere. I'm going to pass you on to another psychiatrist. <laughs> He's and obviously then, not a good psychiatrist. And then, ironically, the child was adopted into the same town. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you realise if you'd just done it properly and given it to social work, it would have been in a different state. <laughs> Stupid Sheriff Lee Bracco. <laughs> Did you notice uh, when Michael Myers drags the, the naked woman, woman across the floor as well? I would not like to have been that actress. Mm. Imagine getting Rob Burton boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Burton's bad enough. She did quite well though, that naked girl, eh? She, yeah. she lives through. <laughs> quite a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I so, uh, yeah. So Sheriff Lee Brackett phones Laurie's parents and apparently it's some undetermined time she, he also killed the dad who's now lying there dead too yeah <laughs> sorry we can't come to the phone right now because we've been bludgeoned by Michael Myers <laughs> sorry <laughs> looking for my sister <laughs> and now because they can't get enough of showing other films within this film easily like a good third of this film has been showing other films, other films. <laughs> it's now the house on Hunted Hill the mm-hmm. Vincent Price one <laughs> <sighs> Stop showing us better films in the middle of your crappy film. Is this is this the point where she decides to take the the little girl home to drop her off at the original person's house? Yeah, um This is another logical flaw I noticed here though, is you know how Michael Myers went away and killed these teenagers who taught they drove away in the car? How did he follow that car? Yeah, considering he only walks. Yeah. <laughs> Never runs, just Unless walks. He's got the truck hidden around the corner. <laughs> I'll just get the truck. <laughs> Inconspicuous. <laughs> Michael Myers in disguise. <laughs> I call him Optimus Prime. <laughs> Rob Zombie must see all naked women die. <laughs> and uh, See a psychiatrist, beardy. <laughs> Yeah, because they all have to get semi-naked before they die. Because even one of them just has the top off, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because Laurie goes over to the house. That's when I realised that because Laurie had to travel over to the house, that Michael yeah. Myers must yeah. have also had to follow them home in the car. So Laurie goes over there. But where's Michael Myers? Where the fuck does Michael Myers go? Well, he hides behind the door. Remember when she comes in, he's hiding behind the door and he pushes <laughs> it shut. Oh, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Like, but he lets them have a little dialogue scene before he intervenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's at the toilet? <laughs> Sorry, light <laughs> <a> match. <laughs> Again, how how does he know Laurie's his sister though? How does he know not to kill Laurie? I don't know. <laughs> because if there was some like when he was getting a mask earlier, there was some like adoption paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> Laurie Strode, 23 Hillview Avenue. <laughs> this makes sense now. <laughs> so she, it now seems like he's trying to kill her. So does this, the stressor for him wanting to kill Laurie, all to do with the nurse saying that she was prettier? <laughs> Maybe. I am the prettiest. <laughs> I, baby. I am the prettiest Myers child. <laughs> The little girl starts screaming here as well. Oh, that is great, isn't it? It's like supersonic. It'd be better if it was supersonic. I couldn't hear it. Uh, so the kids, luckily the kids aren't in it now. 
they just scream and fuck off. Well, they run back along the road, and then the girl runs along the road as well, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Laurie runs along the road. And but Michael Myers bumps her on the head and drags her away in his arms. Uh, no, before that, um, remember they run inside the house, uh, and yeah. uh, what do they do? Where, where would you hide from a murderer? In the bathtub? Oh, of course. It's a murderer, not a hurricane. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Oh, we'll hide in the bathroom because the bathroom has a full glass door and he won't be able to get through that. <laughs> they have to move Yakko and Phoenixing signs out the way. <laughs> and then um, the police turn up, don't they? But then they get killed beforehand and then he does, like you say, he breaks in, bops her on the head and carries her off like some kind of... Wedding bride. <laughs> and this is where I, I finally built the bullet and checked the remain time in this film. Twenty-five Ooh. minutes remaining. <laughs> Which is weird because I've only got about another six notes. <laughs> so she kind of wakes up, doesn't she? I. But Annie, the other one, still holding in there because yeah, Lee Brackett shows up. I don't know. It's setting her up for the sequel, maybe. Is it? Does it? Because she's just butt naked down. Next to her grave, the gravestone of her mum. Why would you do that? And then and, uh, that's Lee when the finds her. He's like, "Oh, look at my daughter. She's covered in blood, and she's got her boobs out." <laughs> yeah, he doesn't go to like cover up her boobs, keep her dignity while she's dying, or keep her warm. <laughs> it's nighttime. <laughs> so Michael Myers didn't kill the kids, though, which I find it odd. Uh, yeah. Because he's just killing everyone now. Yeah, no, yeah. So what's his motivations? To, to to get his sister back and put her in a room where a headstone and a butt-naked girl that's her friend. <laughs> like, why even bother putting the friend there? And so he takes her to the house and shows her the picture. Yeah. And then he falls to his knees. But really, if, if that's the whole motivation is I want my sister back, why not just lump her over his shoulder on day one and take her away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll just murder everybody else. <laughs> well, we're here anyway, we might do some killing. <laughs> I'm saying Michael Myers is, there's no need for all this killing. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> and then, yeah. He takes his mask off. Like he expects her to recognise him. And who is it? Who's underneath the mask? Tyler Maine. <laughs> WWF's Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even got the same hair colour. As Undertaker. Because he had blonde hair as a kid, now he's got black hair. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she stabs him clearly it's a killing blow because it's right in the shoulder blades <laughs> this'll do <laughs> there's no bones there <laughs> I'm not going to check his pulse or anything <laughs> I'm not going to maybe stab him some more times <laughs> <laughs> he's ten feet tall I, mean, I can't imagine he's that sturdy <laughs> and then we have the most like drawn out oh, scene of try escape for the basement even though like she gets through one wall then she has to get past the grate, then she has to climb up a coal like vent, and then she has to climb through like a storm shutter before she gets out, and then where does she fall? Right in the swimming pool. This whole scene of from there to there, what you've just described, yeah. four minutes of screen time. Why? Why not just have the grate? And that'll do. He doesn't know how to make a film, <laughs> that's why. Is it just because he wanted Michael Smash to go through more like walls? So they've gone back to the original house, haven't they? Yeah. Do you remember what a shithole that original house was? <laughs> oh, let's got a, go swimming pool. Let's go swimming pool. <laughs> That's stripper money for you. <laughs> Michael Myers gets out as well, and he starts walking down into the pool. 
towards the ghetto and Malcolm McDowell who has previously we've been shown has had what's it like the Magnum from Dirty Harry gets her <laughs> and uh, don't worry officer of the law I'll handle this <laughs> pours out a gun that's about the same size as Michael Myers because <laughs> we don't see Sheriff Lee Brackett again do we no not really no <laughs> so then he shoot, shoots Michael Myers three times in the back and again it just gets the kid away. check his pulse. No, and don't, like, shoot him in the head or anything. <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> we'll just shoot him in the back, that'll do. Straight in a clockwork orange. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what it, what's the line? Did you yeah. get the terrible line from here as well? Well, what I was just thinking was, yeah, come on, Dr. Loomis. <laughs> Not a real doctor, are you? <laughs> don't need to check the pulse of it. <laughs> but yeah, she gets in the, the car, doesn't she? He ushers her away and she gets in the car. And what does she say? Do you remember the line? Was that the boogeyman? <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> I kind of think it was. <laughs> and you'll be reading all about this in the sequel to my hidden novel. <laughs> what happens when a psychopath escapes? <laughs> Dr. Loomis comes to the rescue. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, straight after that, the three shots that, she put in, that he put in her... <laughs> Crossed with, wasn't enough crossed with the stab windows <laughs> he's shoulder he just punches through a car window and grabs her out of the car yeah and then they all go into the house don't they yeah and like um, he grabs Laurie and Loomis says to him it's not her fault <laughs> and he lets her go and you're like what's not her fault what are you talking about <laughs> and what did he I, I don't get this at all he starts what are they talking himself. about? He starts blaming him himself, doesn't he? Because he's like, it's my fault, Michael. No, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. You're... So where is it his fault? You met him for one brief two-minute conversation at the school. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really sure what was going on. Was it the, the whole 28 days later thumbs in the eyes? Because later on you see yeah. his eyes. He kind of like gestures with his eyes that Michael's there. Mm-hmm. So, Strange, I don't, I don't know what right. happened here. And if it was in the temples, like that would kill you straight away. Every note I have, like, f- for the last 25 minutes of screen time, is a question rather than a statement. <laughs> Why does he do this to Loomis? Why do they have a swimming pool? <laughs> Why don't they check the vitals? But how high are... Because she knows how to do it, because she checks Lewis's vitals. That's right, that's right. <laughs> how high a pain threshold does Malcolm McDowell's character have? <sighs> he I doesn't guess. even scream when he's getting his whole head crushed. <laughs> and then she goes to hide in the old house, doesn't she? Yeah. With a backlit face. <laughs> Just like every wall she hides around, her face is perfectly lit. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael still has bother finding her. <laughs> Michael got night blindness or something. <laughs> And then, yeah, he rugby tackles her and takes her out back to the swimming pool. Off the top? No, it's out in the street. Uh, in the street. He sp- kind of spears her off the, the landing on the second floor, doesn't he? Why, why does he do that? I don't know. And how isn't she dead? And how is it not her fault? <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault, Laurie. <laughs> but she's managed to pick up uh, Malcolm McDowell's gun, hasn't she? And yeah. is still holding on to it. Even well, though when she fell out the roof. This is something else I really hate, is that, you know how we were saying, like, why doesn't she just check his vitals and stuff like that? <laughs> why does she sit on him to shoot him? Why doesn't she just stand a little bit away? How, out of arm's reach. Him being the pervert that he is. <laughs> yeah. That's probably fun for him. 
<laughs> so I'd like to lorry your strode. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Wemus shot three shots at him. Mm. Right. So the next chamber should be lined up, but she has to go through three empty <laughs> rounds before she finds one bullet. And she shoots, and it cuts to the picture again, and she's screaming. So are we to then infer that that's her, like, that's who it is! <laughs> I knew you reminded me of somebody! <laughs> <laughs> oh, of all the times for my memory to come back! <laughs> well, I think we can safely say that watching Halloween was murder, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it definitely was. It's, I don't think I've seen a film with more logical flaws than this. I think... <laughs> Rob Zombie, like apart from like not being able to build tension in any way, shape, or form, he's able to compose a shot. It's his writing which really lets him down. Mm-hmm. Do you know that he had a conversation? It's weird. To, it's weird though. It's weird how beholden he is to the original. I, I guess you're going to say he's had a conversation with John Cameron, and John Cameron said, "Do your own thing." He said, "Make it your own." But he didn't say, "Make it your own for the first forty minutes, then make it like mine." <laughs> <laughs> then just rip me right off because <laughs> that's what he did. It's not just. It's not just it's not just Halloween though it's like a lot of horror films it's just written by the same rules you know mm-hmm. it's very formulaic after that point so what was your jump the shark moment Ross? Uh, my jump the shark moment was kind of after the the insane asylum mm-hmm. but it's it's caused by a lot of things in the insane asylum mm-hmm. like in the beginning you had the murders that were related to people that you had connections with and although like the boyfriend and the sister weren't really like there was no reason for killing them mm. like, I could kind of see like maybe if he heard them having sex and he was annoyed at them for not taking them out <laughs> yeah like alright <laughs> yeah. if he's that crazy yeah that's enough, good enough reason he'd kill them Ross he's he'd, psycho he'd maybe kill them but Danny Trio, <laughs> why kill him? Yeah. if anything he's nice to him and he says look I'm going to have to put the handcuffs on you and take you back in but at no point does he ever like is he ever nasty about it ever ever to him it's not a pretty good life I mean all he wants to do is make and wear masks and Danny <laughs> Trejo's just helping him do that and from the point on of his escape he just randomly kills people <laughs> however he feels and then saves other people for no reason as well like, leaves the kids to be still alive, and... But, like, half murders, one in our fines? Why? There's, there's no logic behind that at all. Like, and that's the point where it goes from being, like, an alright kind of, like, attempt at making a background to why Michael Myers is as crazy as he is. Because, I mean, I, I didn't mind that. Like, a bad psychiatrist kind of not doing enough to kind of get into that person's bad mental process. And then him going off the deep end, yeah, I could kind of see that. And for a horror film, it's only a film, you know, mm-hmm. um, I could see that working. But then from then it goes from an original idea, which is kind of what the Carpenter had said to him, make it your own. And he kind of went for something that was a bit original. And then just goes, like you say, straight into a Halloween film that anybody, uh, any of us could have written. And it's, it's so over-rushed because he's missing that first 40 minutes as well. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I spent all that time kind of explaining where Michael Myers came from. Yeah, that's my jump the shark moment. It's kind of when he escapes from the prison. What about you, Grant? What's your jump the shark moment? It's when 
the couple are having sex, the second Don't Fear the Reaper couple. Uh-huh. It's when he kills the boyfriend and then comes back in the ghost costume <laughs> and he's wearing the glasses on top oh, of the man. ghost costume. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Myers... <laughs> But they killed this guy, put his ghost costume on, <laughs> then put the glasses over the top of that and his own and mask. His mask. <laughs> Come if on. You, if you watch that with the tense music off, that would look hilarious. <laughs> that that was the point where this film stopped being Halloween and Toomey became a Charlie Brown Halloween. <laughs> He's waiting for the great pumpkin. <laughs> That bit, I could not take any moment in the film seriously after that point. Yeah, I could see why. So glad we didn't mention it. <laughs> I did forget about it. I probably forgot all about it. And I didn't have a note about it either. He brings her a beer as well. <laughs> He's got a beer for her. He's like, there you go. There you go. Stab, stab, stab. It's your last. <laughs> Last orders. <laughs> <laughs> See if Michael Myers spoke. This film would be so much better. What if he spoke like Mike Myers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <came> baby. <laughs> came back with those glasses on. Shagadelic, young teenager. <laughs> You're my sister, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Our music is Mr. Beeps, Thousand Furious Beeps. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M-I-S-T-E-R-B-E-E-P. Okay, so what's our Twitter? Our Twitter is Don't Jump Shark. Facebook? Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. iTunes? Just search Don't Jump the Shark. And leave us a five-star review. I Please. mean, review. <laughs> <laughs> and our email address? Don't jump shark at hotmail.com. Correct the mundo. So next episode's film is Moonraker. That's us. Bye. See you later. Don't jump the shark. Moonraker. Dear God, what's Bond doing? I think he's attempting to stick his penis into that <laughs> Russian agent's vagina there, sir. <laughs> Why are you going to the moon, James? Because I've had sex with everyone on Earth. <laughs> Who's that impression of? Is that Michael Myers? Not <laughs> Roger Moore. Because I've had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Myers. <laughs> James Bond after that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>